market predictions for 2023. What's going to happen? Let's get into it. Hey everyone, I'm joined here by Jill Paddock, the number one buyer's agent over here on the TJK team. Jill, I'm, I have you here because you are doing so much business right now with so many buyers out there and you're getting so much feedback mm -hmm. from these buyers as well as sellers. Um, tell me what you think is going to happen in the first quarter of 2023 to the real estate market. We are seeing the prices are starting to flatten out, We're not seeing these huge jumps anymore. Definitely not seeing this big crash that I was hearing a lot of people wait for. Great news is that all of those buyers have a lot more negotiating room and sellers are still getting a fantastic price for their home if they need to sell. Interesting. So we're not seeing the crash that everybody's worried no. about. You're seeing that the, the prices are flattening. They're starting to decelerate. In other words, they're not rising as fast, more of a flat line, not dropping down. Why aren't we seeing a crash? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, first biggest reason, we are still short on inventory. Okay. So there is still more buyer demand than there are homes available for sale. Okay. Second also reason is lenders are requiring you know, documentation and proof of you know, statements that these buyers are making. Unlike 2008, when that market crash happened, you know, they were going based on stated income. You've got to provide the documents and prove to the seller. You know, every time I get a home under contract with a buyer, there's always additional information once it gets sent to the underwriters. You know, they want to see proof of this. They want to see, you know, additional records of that, updated statements and things like that. All of that, while sometimes it's frustrating to the buyers, also is really helping to protect the equity in real estate. Okay, so the bankers have tightened up the lending process. Tightened up the lending, make sure that people can really buy the houses and afford the houses that they're purchasing so we don't have the issues with, you know, needing to default or, or short sale or foreclose on homes. So I've heard, and I, I've even talked about in some of our podcasts, that the appreciation value of properties has gone up so much that back in 2008, there wasn't a lot of room between what you owed on the property and what the value of the property was. So people were going back and turning in keys. They would call that deed in lieu of foreclosure. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, they'd walk away from the house or they'd just not make the payments and they'd stay in the house, mm -hmm. right? But now there's so much equity. They're not really forced to for, foreclose. What will they do? Well, so, you know, first of all, if you want to stay in the house, your mortgage lender will you know, work with you to a certain degree to make sure that you can change up the payments short term and, and stay in it. If, however, you decide that you just need to sell, most people have more equity in the house that it makes sense to sell it in the you know standard market and walk away with a little bit of cash in your pocket. Why would you want to give up all of that equity to the bank? You know, yeah. sell it, keep a little cash, and then you know do whatever it is that your family needs to do. Okay, so they take their equity out, they put it in the bank, then they go rent, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about will the rental market rise or drop? Do you think? So actually just read a report the other day, rental market is also starting to flatline and in some cities starting to dip a little bit. Still a strong rental market. Um, you know, homes are still going under contract, finding renters relatively quickly. But that big push where it was a, a, the same kind of frantic rush to find a rental and having to pay up front six months and things like that, 
those days also have have come to an end. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Do you think it's effective when we're in municipalities where they're allowing homeless to stay on the streets versus forcing them off the streets where they'd have to find some rental property? Do you think there's like pressure on the landlord to reduce the rents because not as many people may need to rent? That's certainly, I mean, again, depending on the city, the area, the demand, for sure, you know, if, if, uh, a landlord needs to reduce the rent to get somebody in there? Absolutely. You know, why would they hold it at $0 with no renter for three months when they can drop the rent by 100 or $200 and get a renter in there? Yeah, I've heard it said that urban camping, that's what they call the mm -hmm. homeless. Urban camping has had an in impact on rental properties right now. And in the bigger cities where they allow urban camping, that the pressure to rise the rents has actually been reduced so rents aren't rising as much. Here's the other factor in question that not many people are asking. With all of the people that are coming into our country from, you know, across the border, where are they getting housed? Well, they've got to find somewhere to stay. Right, right. How's that going to impact the rents in, in the economy? If you do live in one of those cities where you have the higher immigration numbers, definitely is going to increase your rental market because you are going to have a higher demand for those rentals. In some cases here in Tucson, we've seen, you know, multi-generations come over and and rent a place together families pull together to rent a place but that's you know they're they're going to find a place and they're going to do what they need to do which then will help to decrease the availability and keep those rents higher do you see jill any any development any need or even the desire for builders to start building multi-generational rental units I think that's a good question. And I I can see where as, you know, time's going on, it is becoming more common for, you know, the the parents to move in in a, in a like an in-law suite or something like that with the children. Or in some cases, these, you know, millennials and things that weren't able to buy a home needing to move in with their parents to be able to save to do so. Some of the builders have started coming out with next generation, multi-generation homes. And I think that we may start seeing that in rentals as well. Yeah, I've read, personally read an article where they're starting to look at extended family building. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is sister, brother, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, cousin are all living in the same building, but they have their own quarters within the building to help alleviate some of the financial burden on less affluent, if you will, tenants. Okay. Right. So I'm going to ask one last one. Will interest rates continue to rise? <laughs> That's a good question. Here in the first quarter, we have seen them kind of plateau, We've seen some dips. So I think we are going to see things becoming more stable. If you, and I think most people are kind of following what the federal, what the feds are, are planning to do, planning to increase the, the rates a little bit, not anywhere near the three quarters full point or anything like that. Much smaller increases because we are starting to see the inflation slow down. Yep. Yep. They're definite. Now we have seen and we have heard that the Fed is probably going to go to three quarter basis point rises, but that doesn't necessarily relate directly to the home mortgage. Correct. 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 It is the 10 year note that is actually more directly related. 
So, you know, when you hear about those those rates that the Fed is, is going to be changing, you're going to see that impact more with your things like your credit card rates and things like that. If you want to see and track what the home mortgage rates are going to do, you are much better off to watch that 10-year note. Okay, great. Well, Jill, this was great news. Thank you very much. I'm excited about 2023. I think there's going to be some great buying opportunities out there for people who are still looking for homes. And we also realize that the builders are starting some incentive programs to help people come in and move the inventory they've got on the market right now. Absolutely. I have seen some fantastic ones come through. Yeah. So if you're looking, it's a good time to start checking those out. Reach out to your local real estate agent, or if you need somebody to refer to, get a hold of us. We'll be more than happy to refer some great new construction builders out there. Until next week, have a great day. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.